Hi, this is Dagon123, and welcome to TenchiCast. This is episode 3 of the TenchiCast. In this episode, aptly titled No Need for Fond Memories, we will be looking at how Tenchi has affected us as fans, what really got us into Tenchi, what really hooked us, why our favorite characters are our favorite characters, and a little bit, and the little bit of inspiration that Tenchi has given to us. Uh, a little bit more personal episode as opposed to the last two, which focused more on the specifics of the series and the fact. Uh, we also have the most people that we've ever had in before. With me today is my good friend and administrator, Akooa. Hey guys, how's it going? Ryoko fan 21 Hey y'all. Ryoko's stepdad. Welcome to the old folks' home. And someone who's not a part of our forum, Qus Kicks, aka Jessica. Howdy. I guess the first thing I'm going to ask everybody is... How did you get into Tenchi, and what is your fondest memory? Well, I got into Tenchi through Toonami when I was younger. I just really liked it. I always thought it was cool, and I don't know, that was a long time ago now. Just my fondest memory of it, um, I always I always like to quote this one, is one time I was going on vacation when I was little to my grandparents' house in Albuquerque. We were eating dinner, and I was like, oh crap, Tenchi's on, I gotta stop. So I, I like took my dinner plate into the room. And then I went to go watch Tenchi, and it was Tenchi Universe, the carnival episode, or the festival night episode. And uh, that's like my one fondest memory of it, because I, I can, whenever I think Tenchi, that's what I think in the back of my mind. Uh, like, you know, Akala and you probably yourself, I'm just like every other Tenchi fan, I, I came in on it on uh, Toonami. Probably the fondest memory of it is probably the very first memory I have of it, which I, I came in at uh, in uh, episode 6 of OVA 1. It was a big fight scene between uh, Kagato and Tenchi. Once I saw that, you know, I was just immediately hooked, and I followed it as much as I could throughout until, you know, it was it's, it was uh, taken off a tsunami, you know, when it ended with uh, Tenchi in Tokyo. One of the first things I think of is, is Tenchi is that real awesome fight scene between Kagato and Tenchi toward episode 6. Well, I started uh, watching Toonami, and that's how I picked up on it as well. Um... What I liked the most about it was the female aspect of it. It wasn't like Sailor Moon or, you know, the typical girly animes. If I had to pick a favorite moment, it would probably be when um, my mom was getting ready to leave and I was watching um, No Need for Ryoko, Tenchi Universe, and she was trying to rush me out the door and I actually stayed home by myself just to watch the rest of that. (laughs) Well, obviously I'm going to make it a total wipe out across the board and say that I was also into it through Toonami. Um, although it wasn't necessarily the first anime I watched and thought about. Hormonally Active Child, After School Special, I loved it. Kicked my little cousins off the TV, tried to watch the last episode, didn't. Everybody laughs. Awesome. Uh, my story with Tenchi is just like everybody else's. Uh, I started watching Toonami when it first aired in 1997. Uh, back then... All we had was DBZ, which actually wasn't even on Tsunami at that point, Sailor Moon, uh, Go Lions, which is Voltron, and stuff like that. And I mean, they were obviously very different than American cartoons. You could just tell right away that they, they had a little bit of different flair to them. And I watched, I watched DBZ religiously. I don't know any kid back then who didn't see DBZ and just get immediately glued to it. But in 2000, uh, June, late June, I came home 
I was out shopping with my grandmother. We got home, and I popped in my VHS to get ready to tape DBC for that day because, oh my god, we had VHS players. I popped in about five minutes early. About two minutes before DBC was about to start, the two-minute promo for Tenshi started, and I could probably like recite the whole thing from memory i've seen it and watched it so many times and it it just had everything it had you know space pirates and it also had like really unique fantasy and living ships and bounty hunters and lightsaber swords and pretty much everything that you would love as a kid all thrown into one uh on top of the fact that it introduced many of us uh to the harem situation which not too many people are like accustomed to seeing in a comedy sort of way. And I remember after seeing Ryoko and I stopped recording right at right as it ended and I missed DBZ that day because I watched it over and over and over again. I was completely mesmerized by the trailer for Tenshi Muyo and ten years later here I am talking about it on a podcast and that that to this day is the one thing that I uh I remember above anything else. Who is your favorite character and what was it about Tenshi that really grabbed you over other anime? I'm gonna have to say Ryoko. I, I like all the characters, but Ryoko's definitely my favorite and I think what it is about Tenshi that kinda just got my attention, really grabbed me, sucked me in, was just the fantasy sci-fi elements mixed with the slice of life that they had. I just, I don't know, I've always liked slice of life and then throw in space pirates, superpowers, you know, all this funky, wacky stuff. And it just, it it just did it for me, you know, I just, I liked it a lot and I I watched it all the time. I I didn't miss an episode when it was uh, airing on TV. To this day, I still watch it. I'm gonna watch it again this summer, but it's been a little while. It's been a little while now, but yeah. Oh man, as if you even need to ask, Ryoko all the way, man. I mean, <laughs> plus Tenchi, you know, I was like, I was like fifth or sixth grade when I first saw it, and it it just, it's like you said, man, it just had everything. It's got sci-fi elements, comedy elements, a little bit involved, you know, with the harem thing going on between uh, Tenchi, Ryoko, and Aika. Explosions. It, it, it was literally, for a sixth grader, it was just a perfect show to watch after just getting home from school. There, there, there was nothing better. I would probably have to say Washu, even though everybody's so headstrong on Ryoko. But the reason why I say Washu is because there are so many elements to her past that no one still to this day can really quite put together. And how she has her sad moments, but at the same time she can turn around and be completely funny, change the whole mood of the story. I mean, I'd have to go with Washu, definitely. Actually, no, what hooked me was um, Ryoko. It was only until after I discovered that Washu was Ryoko's mother that she bumped up in the character situation. Dagan, you're going to have to be the tiebreaker on this one because I also think Washu was my favorite. And now why I say she's my favorite is because she was she always felt like the funniest of the parents the group to me. But then she could also be extremely interesting like what Jessica was saying. Ooh, my favorite character? That's really tough. Mainly because I'm such a a big Hakubi person. Uh, I love Washu and Ryoko. Uh, Ryoko was, I'm not gonna lie, she was my first anime crush. I mean, come on, it's Ryoko. Uh, I really liked Washu for her hair. I mean, both her and Ryoko had just such over-the-top hair and something that, it seems like an anime cliche now, but I mean, you know, name me one character from 
an anime past 2005 that has hair like that and an attitude to boot. Uh, and then I love Ryo Oki to death. Uh, I thought she was such a fun, adorable little character. But if I really had to say who my favorite character was, I think I'm going to have to go with Ryoko. Simply because her and Tenchi, all the way. What really hooked me with Tenchi was... Uh, just like I described uh, before, was like it had all kinds of different elements, but it wasn't. It didn't play them too seriously, but it knew when to. It knew when to hold and fold in certain situations. Like a lot of what we see in the later series is, it's really dry heavy. It's really political intrigue heavy. It's like if I want to watch political intrigue, I'll watch Gundam Wing. But it also wasn't so like stupidly over the top with etchy and comedy that it made you want to be like, oh look. Another panty shot. Oh, look, another one of these. It really blended everything perfectly together, and I think that... And it was just fun to watch. I mean, the pacing was great. I didn't feel like I had to skip forward, or I was really looking forward to the next scene, because one scene was terrible. And Plus the dub. I mean, there were many, many, many great dubs on Toonami. Toonami, you know, spoiled us with great dubs. I know it spoiled me. Every, you know, when you look at the anime that came out of there and then you look at other anime like Apocalypse Zero and you're like, Lord Almighty, who 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 took the time to dub that? Those, those are the things that uh, really hooked me and really got me, really kept me with Tenchi. Plus, I mean, the music. Every, everything about the show was just amazingly perfect and smooth and it, it was just perfect. It was just totally, totally right in the pocket. Probably the most important part of this whole thing uh, is how has Tenchi inspired you as a fan, whether it be fan fiction, uh, original characters, AMVs, what have you. Oh, that's a that's kind of a toughie. It hasn't really. Uh, I'm not quite as artistic or creative uh, as I'd like to think I am, but I I definitely. I, I really applaud the show, and I try to, anytime I talk to another anime fan, I definitely always ask them, have they have they watched it, and I try to see if I can't recommend it to them, and I don't know, watching the show when I was younger, it, it kind of gave me some good inspiration, because I was a shy kid when I was little, so uh, seeing like Tenchi, he kind of reminded me of myself being a little bit shy, so saw people like Ryoko and uh, wash you running around being all open and that kind of helped me open up a little bit get better at talking to groups of people um, I don't know if anybody else had that kind of experience either but that was that's kind of the effect it had on me when I was younger I, I kind of agree with Akoa on this one it, it definitely you know from a social standpoint it made me feel like you know I was I was part of something you know I had I had never you know been I didn't have that many friends you know in middle school high school and whatnot. So when she first came on, you know, it felt like, you know, there was something, something more, you know, than what it was. And c coming from an, from an artistic standpoint, you know, I, I have a couple pieces of fan art that aren't finished. You know, I, hopefully I'll get those uh, finished by this year. And obviously there's, there's my AMVs that, you know, I've done for like the past year or so. I've got like, I, I, I don't even know how many Tenchi AMVs I have anymore. I've lost count. I actually have some unpublished. It's not on YouTube because, you know, uh, political and, you know, licensing whatnot. But, you know, that's, that's basically it. The, the AMV part has been the biggest portion that the Tenchi Muyo series has inspired me to do from a, from a uh, fan's point of view. Mine would probably have to be the opposite of a Koa and Ryoko fan. Um, actually, when I was growing up, um, I always had a lot of friends. You know, being outgoing was never really a problem for me. It, but um, the character Ryoko taught me not to take things so harshly, because when I was growing up, my parents were never in the right situation, and she kind of taught me to be hard but still soft. 
as far as like A and B's and stuff, I've got like dozens upon dozens that everybody's watched. Original characters. Actually, I hate to correct you guys, but I pronounce it Caillou. <laughs> but anyways, Caillou just pretty much came from, you know, me being such a Tenchi Ryoko fan. I felt like if you put the two of them together, you know, that would just be a great person because Ryoko's so strong and headstrong and Tenchi, he's kind of like more soft, more shy. So I guess when you put the two of them together, it would come out as Caillou. You know, she's kind of this happy-go-lucky person, but she wears her heart on the sleeve. I don't, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> when it was taken off, when Toonami was taken off the air, basically so my memory of Tenchi kind of faded off into the distance. However, back when, uh, in 2007, I picked up OVA 3, and I was kind of, I asked my buddy about it, and he said that, well, that's not the original series, and I'm like, hmm. If I had, if I had to say what, how, how, uh, Tenchi inspired me as a fan, uh, was definitely in my art. I never made AMVs. It's ironic, I never really had the patience for it. You know, it affected my art style and how I, I draw characters. I can't not draw manga-style characters. It just, and... Especially that old, like, 90s feel that all of the Tenchi characters had. That's usually the one that I, I really aim for. Uh, I also haven't made original characters either. Uh, like I said, the, the biggest part of it is just drawing and making fan art of the Tenchi characters. And doing, you know, doing various little crossovers and fun stuff with them. And also the anime project, No Need for Games, which is in, well, slowly but surely happening hell of an undertaking yeah my project definitely has the tag when it's done so well, yeah that's how uh tenshi has inspired me as a fan does anybody have anything that they want to ask or add in uh yeah can you elaborate on the no need for games i haven't heard of that in 2009 i started playing the tenshi uh, rpg game which was on the super famicom and being that I'm going to school for animation, I thought, wouldn't it be cool if I could make an anime movie about the game? Because it it fits per it, it's almost like another episode of Tenchi. I love the characters, Shizuki and Kasumi that are in there, the ones that they added in. And I thought, you know, it's easy enough that uh you know, it'd be a great undertaking. And so to in the early part of two thousand and ten I posted about it on our forum. It's one of those things where you start doing it and then it ends up up it's it's a lot for one person to do i'm like i said i'm i'm totally open to people helping me with the project and i i wish i could get more animators to do it but uh it's a huge huge undertaking that i would like to get done someday because it's like well i could write fan fiction or i could make an anime movie because i'm going to school for it wow you learn something new every day now, if only I wasn't such a lazy artist, I would uh, probably get it done faster. Well, that's me. I make one piece of fan art every six months. Expect a new one sometime in June. But we're artists. We're allowed to be lazy. Yes. Now go Ooh. get me my beret, my croissants, and my pretentious mustache. <laughs> I have a good question. Um, Was everybody happy about where the series left off and how they never planned on picking it back up? No. No. Why don't we go into this? This is this is a good question to explore, I think. Um, okay. Was I happy that they stopped on OVA 3 and then have pretty much had us in the dark ever since? Uh, I'm, ex I'm very unhappy about that. However, they've, uh, Masaki Kajishima has decided that the main cast really isn't his priority right now, and he has decided to explore his vast, vast universe of characters he's made in the time that he started, or ended OVA 2. Uh, we've seen St. Knight's Tale. 
Isekai no Sekichi Monogatari, and it's good. I mean, it's very good. I think it very much stands on its own, and it's a great series, but uh, I would really, really, really like another movie or a tie-up or something. Yeah, it would be interesting to see him really go back to his roots. I'd appreciate a movie or at least something just to give the characters, you know, that sense of what they need as far as because they built it up all this time, and it's like they get to a certain point, and then it's just stopped, and you're kind of left in the dark, and then you're like, what the hell? So I think that's why other people have put it upon themselves to like go out and do their own fan fiction, or do their own manga, or make their own characters, because that's a, sen- a sense of closure for them. Uh, I agree. For me, I'll feel like I've come full circle when Masaki Kajishima stops beating around the bush and just says, okay guys, for real. Ryoko and Tenchi are how it was meant to be, and they get married. Boom. Done. Yet I have a friend who's very adamantly against that and feels it would completely destroy the series for him. Apparently, he's never seen Tenchi Universe. Well, he has. He has. He just says that if Tenchi Muyo were to end with him settling down with one or all of them, he'd be very upset. Well, I mean... Don't ask me why. That's just how he is. I think it's been, the debate always comes up is like, who is the favorite girl? Ryoko, I'm sorry. Like, you can throw the magical girl pretty sami crap at me. There's obviously the six girls in the harem situation, but there's a reason that Tenchi is called the godfather of harem, because it's not really a harem. If you look at harem nowadays, it's like, for example, it's Neon Koi. The show the entire basis of the show is the girls falling in love with the guy, and that's it. Tenshi, on the other hand, actually has somewhat of a story. The girls being with Tenshi are like icing on the cake. There's nothing that's really like, well, they're supposed to be a harem, and they're supposed to be this and this and this. And look at the box art for every box that's ever been released from Tenshi. The manga, the art books, the 10th anniversary release, anything. Ryoko's on the front cover of every single one of those. So regardless of if someone says, well, Sasami's my favorite fan, or Aika is my favorite fan, okay, well, uh, obviously the marketing says you're wrong, because the marketing is marketing to me. Here is the screwed up part. He is a hardcore Ryoko fan. And it doesn't matter if Tenshi and Ryoko get together. If it does, it would still ruin it for him. Like I said, don't ask me why, don't ask me how. It's just how he is. Maybe because it's like the end of an era. That could be possibly why. You know, he's just a he's just a mysterious person. He's not very open, so I'd have to. He try. I think he told me why, but I forgot the reason. But he's just very mysterious. I think that might be part of why Kajishima hasn't uh, actually ended the show per se. Why we haven't seen that that for that foreboding ending that he has kind of hinted at so many times, and well, has pretty much said in his doujinshi that that they end up. Andrei, all married and whatnot. I think I, I think that's probably why he himself has delayed it so long, is because he doesn't really want it to end. Because if the main line ends, then no one will care about his side projects. And I mean, in a way, that's partly true. I mean, you know, the big flair behind Duel was it was made by Kajishima, the man who made Tenshi. Tenshi wasn't done yet. The reason that I think so many people latched onto GXP was because. It was the newest Tenchi. I mean, it has Tenchi in the name. If Tenchi stopped or if Tenchi ended, I think that the wave of closure that would happen would 
probably put him at risk. But I mean, that's just that's just what I think. I mean, look at St. Knight's Tale. I mean, so many people latched onto the project because they wanted to see a cameo of the cast because that's what we had gotten in GXP. I mean, obviously there are people out there who like GXP, but uh, the one episode that I've seen that has more views than anything else is episode 17 when we get to see Sena talk to the whole cast again. Yep, that's the only one I've seen. With You're the lucky. Wonderful, with the wonderful, brilliant English voice acting talents of whoever they picked off the street. Yes. You know what yes. I find hilarious in that dub for episode seventeen? They had they obviously they had Mona Marshall play uh, Ryoko. Aika was actually played by Rebecca Forstadt, who played Mihoshi, but Mihoshi wasn't actually played by Rebecca Forstadt in that episode. I'm gonna try and wrap my mind around that, and I think I just had a fender bender. They also did that with uh, with Evangelion, remember, Dagon? We were talking about that a while oh, back. I mean, how Funimation herps derps really hard when they try to dub anything that had voice actors that weren't in their small box of voice actors that they use all the time. That's right, yeah. You see, the smart thing to do would be, let's get everybody back so that way people don't complain, or we could just find a bunch of random people that we hope kind of sort of not really sound like the cast and then just tell people to eat a dick. <laughs> I mean, seriously now. Uh, was Mona the one that did the voice for uh, OVA 3? Yes. Yeah, I did not like that. Uh, you and probably about everybody else. I mean, they should have got someone l relatable at least. I mean, that was so disappointing. I had a thought about that the other day. I was I was finishing up the second season of Oh My Goddess. I was thinking if if Petraea Burchard couldn't do Ryoko again for whatever reason, the, the next best voice actor, in my opinion, they could get for Ryoko, Vibe Jones, who played Erd in that series. What do you guys think about that? Yes, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. I, yes, I just, they're very the similar whole, characters. Exactly. The whole time I was thinking, I was watching that series. I was thinking, man, if if you know, if they needed someone other than Petraea Bircher to play Ryoko, she would literally be perfect. I mean, her voice is, is a little deeper than Petraea's, I think, but it's literally almost the same. Like it's it's almost scary perfect. You know who I thought would have been kind of acceptable was uh, Patricia Richardson from. Uh... She was Jill on Home Improvement. Yes, I just said that. You know who I always thought sounded like almost dead on, like Betrayal Burchard, would be Gene Smart. Who agreed, agreed. Like I know it's it's gonna warp your mind when I say she was the one who played the mom on the Oblongs. It's like, but just close your eyes and think Ryoko when she talks, and you're like, wow, okay. She doesn't really pull off. I, she might not be able to pull off the the nuances of her uh, mischievous side, but like the seductive, deeper voice side, she she did a home run in that department. Funny little story, or probably my favorite part about the whole portraying not coming back thing, uh, was what Funimation posted afterwards. How they said that they had gotten Mona Marshall back and blah 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 blah, and everyone was disappointed, and they said that. They were working with her to sound more like Petraea, and they when they showed some early clips of her voice uh, to someone who was a hardcore Ryoko fan, and she said she couldn't tell the difference, and I was like, well, she needs fired, and and or you're putting that up there because you're paying that intern. I mean, that that's just so... Really? Like, you guys would say something like that? But, I mean, if you look at the hundreds of reviews, a single rating, a single drop rating... Is not from the audio or not from the story, but literally because the people will say, 
Trey Bertrand did not come back as Rio, but that is a con in itself, no matter who it is. And I've yet to see a review from OVA3 that was not above mediocre. Like a boss. I Money the makes the world go round. Doesn't it? But I agree with the whole, like, Jean Smart thing. Whenever I would watch the All Loans, I would just, like, close my eyes. And she'd definitely have, like, the sarcastic parts of Ryoko. And I think with some training, you know, she might even get down to sounding exactly like her, so... You'd have to be able to pull off the sexiness, the sensualness, the mischievousness, the gruffness, and just the overall character, and it's kind of hard to balance that. Unfortunately, I mean, no... No flag against her, you know, work. I'm sure she does some fine work, but Mona Marshall just did not capture that. No offense to Miss Marshall. I mean, she's done quite a bit. If she's not Izzy from Digimon or Stan's mom from South Park, she's not the good voice. I'm sorry. She has two roles. I actually, I actually liked her as a uh, Toboe in Wolf's Reign. I thought, I thought she was pretty good on that. I mean, like I said, I'm not saying she's bad by any means. And there was actually a. Uh, she played the part of Julian Moore in uh, Armitage uh, Dual Matrix, and I was actually surprised to hear that it was her because it didn't sound anything like her. But she has a hard time pulling off a grown woman because she has such an accent to her voice, and because she has such an accent to her voice, did I, I almost want to say it's like almost like a Jersey accent, or not even, or like a Brooklyn type accent, something that's really thick and heavy, and it, it's just really hard to get around. To to, uh, to anybody listening to this and to any of you li- uh, doing this conversation, we're not slagging Miss Marshall. Um, if you want somebody who actually has a huge problem with a certain person, look up SPAC, look up SPAX 3. S-P-A-X 3. Yeah, I just think Mona's voice f- is fits better for like an adolescent character than like a more sultry woman type. Exactly. And plus, she stepped into the Ryoko role, and, you know, that's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to take, so she gets one up for me for that. I honestly have to say that, uh, you know, I'm not sure if we're ever going to see a revival of the franchise or continuation or anything like that, like a United States Blu-ray release. But, I mean, I think it would it'd be nice to see that and get, like, that new generation of Tenchi fans to try and just share that memory with us. With, uh... With- I mean, with Tenchi fans, there, there's definitely... I, I think we've touched base on this before. I think one of the, the reasons that it doesn't get... Uh, it doesn't get picked up as much is because it hasn't... Like you said, it hasn't really been brought to this generation. Uh, unfortunately, that's kind of the fact that it's not... It was a huge franchise back then, and everybody and their mother and brother knew about it and watched it. But I think that... I mean, if you look at AIC, they're still making stuff for Oh My Goddess. I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering when AIC will try and get Tenchi back, because Tenchi is kind of their flagship. Like, if you say AIC, it's synonymous with Tenchi and El Hazard and all of the things that they did with it. And... I guess it just kind of goes in droves. Like usually around summertime, people people get really back into anime and they look back into the ones that they that they love from the past. And it's usually when you see a lot more fans come out. But as far as new fans go, I think it would really have to appeal to a uh, different different set of people. Hopefully, the uh, people would pick up on it and that they would be able to uh, that they it would be able to appeal to newer fans. Because not all newer fans are like that. You know, some newer fans won't watch something if it's not in 1080p Blu-ray, and that's disappointing. Yeah, I mean. So- People are so spoiled nowadays with how everything's so crisp and clear, and, you know, you go back and you say, holy crap, they could actually get away with that. And then, you know, everything's done on mostly on computers and all that, and it's basically just a little more streamlined and easier, or cheaper, you know, or popular or something like that. 
like when I was talking about Toy Story, how often do you see a uh, actual like cell? Traditional animation has kind of went out the window for 3D animated ones, which I think is really a shame. Hopefully, anime doesn't make that transition because then I would be really, really disappointed. I, I don't know. I would love to see. I would love to see newer Tenchi fans, and I would love to see the series get a revival, but I almost think it would take Misaki Kajishima falling off the face of the earth to do that, because he has such a tight grip around what happens that we kind of have to wait on him hand and foot for anything new to come out, and I don't know. Although one thing that I do like about all of his newer stuff, regardless, he doesn't make it look moe. It looks just like it did so many years ago. And I love that, and it's very unique. It's unique because it doesn't look cutesy. Not that cutesy is bad. I don't think that that really fits Tenji Muyo all that well. Cutesy is never bad. I mean, look at Washu. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. But no, on a totally related note, if I have a son, he's totally getting my Tenchi costume. Oh my god, you have a Tenchi costume? Yeah, I have it lying around the internet somewhere. What is it of? Him in his battle uniform, or what? No, nothing extravagant like that. It's just the uh, it's the brown it's the brown jacket he wears with the black belt and the blue je- and the blue shorts or a shoe a pants. I like it. I'm a very handsome person in it. Oh, oh! I thought I might share that me and Ryan are going to Dragon Con as Washu and Kagato. Lucky, I wanted to go as Kagato last year for Ohio Con, and a week before a week before the con, the guy who I commissioned to do it was like, "Cool story, bro. Uh, I have to give you your money back," and I was. Hella depressed. Yeah, I'm actually trying to get a Kagato to uh, go with us to Anime Central this year. I'm hoping that goes through. Kagatos are hard to find. Yeah, they are. You gotta be manipulative, maniacal, and clever. Oh, believe me, this guy's all three, trust me. But, you know, it kind of builds on the fact, I mean, when you go to a convention, you see all those cosplayers dressing up as Tenchi and Washu and Ryoko, Aieka, Sasami, all them. You know, it just brings back those memories. Yeah, except for when you see the crappy ones. Well, hey, 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 hey. They, you know what? Some people try their best. I mean, I you should see my first Tenchi cosplay. It was absolutely mostly an altar, but you know what? I did my damnedest. Not a lot of people recognize me, but I had fun. Well, that's really all All the point is of the matter. Yes, yes You know what's worse than bad cosplay? Seeing that there's a no need for Tenchi panel at OhioCon, going into the panel... The guy is dressed up like a terribly done Nicholas D. Wolfwood and just completely slanders the series while you sit in the back row with the other forum administrator and have to tell him how to run run the panel. That was fun. Oh, you had to go there, didn't you? Yeah, I did because I was complete. I, I was that guy. You know that guy that you didn't want to be around because he knew all the answers and there was one guy screwing it up in the front? Yeah, that was me. Oh, so you're that guy. Okay. Nah, but seriously, I mean, at least if you're going to run a panel, I'll know what the hell you're talking about. Like, in the second movie, there was this character, Yuzuha. Oh, yeah, thanks, guy. Uh, she was, like, something with the Tenji's grandfather. And uh, in the third movie, there was this one girl, Haruna. Was it Haruna? It was. Google it. Uh, yeah, okay, there was that chick, and she loved Tenchi, and there was this thing, and derp herp, I derp herp, derp. It was bad as Outlaw Star, remember when oh, he yeah, said that? Oh yeah, that's when he became my favorite person in the world, when he was like, Tenchi Universe is probably as bad as Outlaw Star because of all the filler. And I'm like, oh man, me and you. It's a good thing you were there then. Honestly, I was trying to be polite. I was trying not to show my ego a little bit, but that guy. That brings up the fact that I want to try and organize a panel at an upcoming con. I'm not sure if I'll do it next year or something, but but I'll see if I can do something like that. And this time I'm not 
and I'm not gonna look like a complete doofus doing it. Word, word to the wise, at least know what you're talking about. That's that's all that matters. At least get the characters' names right, because I saw a picture one of my friends took of the screen, and it said Royoko, R-O-Y-O-K-O, and I was like, God damn it, New Jersey. Oh my god. Good times. Oh, people. Oh, quick question. Does anyone know if the Shin novels will be ever be translated in uh, English? Uh, probably not ever. Bummer. Any place we could find, like, a fan translation of those, or are those pretty much under wraps? Uh, the 101 Facts with Kajishima has been translated a few times by various different people, although... Uh, it's been brought up many times how authentic they are because uh, a few a few important parts have been translated a few different ways. There are scans of all three Tenchi novels up, or all three Shin Tenchi novels up, but there is no fan translations and currently no plans for official translations, which is really disappointing. That's a shame because we got you know I have all 22 issues of the Tenchi novel by Okuda, and uh, I mean those were some. Those are some pretty good stuff, even if they were kind of deviant from the source material by not following the story that was laid out completely in the OVA, but it still had a couple callbacks to it. As far as untranslated stuff, we have, what is it, all 13 novels from Hasegawa, the three Shin novels from Kajishima, there's all of the doujinshi from Kajishima, tons of stuff that we've never seen. Really, really, really surprised that, you know, back in 2000, they didn't jump on that. You know, because Tenchi was so stupidly popular around that time, but... kind of feel like that window's kind of closed, especially with the state the industry is in, you know? Oh, definitely. I, I, I don't see... I don't see us getting those anytime soon, and I, I, I don't know if Tenchi will ever be as big, uh, or even half as big as it was to the mainstream anime fans nowadays. On the flip side, it looks like Japan's economy is going to bounce back from uh, all the reconstruction money they're getting. Well, hopefully, we, uh... We here at the forum would like to extend our wishes of our well wishes and hope that everybody gets back on their feet over there as soon as you can because well, in all honesty, we all eventually we all need to get back to normal and my condolences to anybody who lost anybody over there. So uh I was just curious, now that con season is coming up, is anybody going to any con soon or anything or has anybody I've heard a couple of you guys have already gone. I'm going to Sakura Con uh in April myself for it's gonna be my first con. Oh, you're going to love having your convention cherry popped. My first time was at ASEN 2008, like I said, and uh, the computer got screwed up, so I, we had to stand in the registration line for six hours. Oh my god, that happened to me too. Uh, we went to Dragon Con last year, and they misplaced our reservations, but we're supposed to be going to Dragon Con this year and AWA after that. But yeah, I've been going to Anime Central for the past three years, so this will make it the fourth straight year. And I also went to Yumacon in Detroit last year, which... That was a blast. I'll have to tell you guys about the story about how I saw an imaginary dead deer in the road. I've got, uh, they got Matsuricon coming up, and then, or no, wait, Matsuricon just ended. Uh, Anime Punch is coming up in May, June, May, something like that. And then Otakon's coming up. There's some, there's a friend of mine who's going down to, uh, going down to where, wherever the fuck Otakon's at, that big one. I thought about going to that one. Well, regardless of the fact, you know I'll always dress up as Tenchi at least one day. It was pretty awesome seeing Oisume dressed up like dressed up like Ryoko, and then there was a Sasami, a Washu, uh, an Aika. That was pretty cool to see other people like that in there. The only thing that's got me really nervous is probably the wig work. 
I would want to use part wig, part my own hair. That way it looks, you know, somewhat natural. But that's the only thing that really scares me. Wigs are a strange beast. My friend, uh, who is actually the Washu that Dra uh, Dagon ran into, always likes having a fight with her Washu wig. It's always her favorite pastime. Uh, actually, right next to uh, geology homework. Anyway, fact remains is that playing with wigs is a pain in the ass. All right, guys. Well, I think I'm going to wrap it up. Any final words? I had a good time. The only thing we got to do is we got to keep that flame alive as long as we can. A little bit more out there, a little bit less uh, organized than last time, but uh, I was trying to think of the best thing with a whole lot of people, and ironically enough, having a whole lot of people didn't really change the uh, the runtime, so I'll have to keep that in mind for next time. Alrighty, we're done. Until next time, stay gold.